very juncture. It's quite weird. Like, it's either you want me to sound natural or you want me to sound upbeat. It's been two weeks since the last time you had the privilege to listen to my ridiculous rantings. And I know you've missed me. You've been waiting for another installment of the Bogapod. You've been asking for it. You've been begging for it. And here it is. Before we go any further, big ups to the GCR team who has us recording at Rehab Beach Club. Whoop, whoop. Fancy bra, bra, as bra, fuck. Bra. You know, we're here at the beachside. I'm about to go skinny dipping at some point today. But, She's you know, let's, let's finish recording this first. <laughs> I got here, did a photo shoot. First thing I got here, it's super nice out here to do different events, I think, during the week. I can see, like, a cocktail uh, menu over there as well. And the prices are pretty cheap. So, guys... When you are in Accra, the buggers, when you're in Accra, check out... Bombers, um, local bombers. Wait, let me get there. The Abushi Bombers, when you come, come to Rehab Beach Club. Local bombers too, come to Rehab Beach Club, okay? I am a little bit salty because GCR has me coming out to the beach, like to the other end of Ghana. Okay, for my house, but doesn't pay my TNT. Is that is that acceptable, guys? Let them know for me. Show your receipts is comped at the end of the, what, the wow, <laughs> wow. Don't worry, I'll print off my my Uber receipts for you. Okay. The other person I'm hella salty with is Kwame Asante because even though he is one talented ass producer and he's the one that makes this, you know, podcast pop. He's the one that puts in all like the amazing music interludes and makes sure that I sound amazing. He refuses to let me eat his friends. We are about to come out to defend myself about fabricated stories. Me, me above, like me who the rest I can't treat. Me bullshit. Me bullshit. Some people don't treat me the same way. I can't go for my lives. Yo, Asante, you and her. Asante, if you like, Asante, if you cut that part out, I will haunt you. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm here. I'm living in this Accra. Accra is hot. I need someone to reduce the temperature for me. Okay? But Asante has refused to hook me up with his friends. It's very unacceptable in my opinion. So what I'm going to do now is a shout out. Baby boo. Apparently, you listen to this podcast. If you were the one that was arguing with Kwame Asante in the car on his birthday, I think it was second match. Second match in the morning around between 10 a.m. and 12 midday. Right? <laughs> if it was you, please slide in my private DMs. Thank you very much. It's at Okonore. Uh. Anyway, on that note, let's go. Ghanaians and Africans in general make up a huge demographic of the international student body around the world. Ghana for the per school in Diagro. So it's not surprising that um, Ghanaian parents tend to kind of like want their kids to like do well. But I do find it a little bit I don't know about I don't know whether it's surprising, but I find it interesting that we tend to think that the place to the its place to do the studying is abroad so today we're going to be talking about you know um what it's like to study abroad we're going to talk about why parents decide to send their kids abroad what is like what is the process like and also when people get there what is it like to balance culture shocks and seminars 
So that's that's the topic for today. And I have two awesome, awesome guests here. My bosom buddy Kes. I love like I absolutely love Kes. She's amazing. She's like my older sister, even though I think me and Kes are probably the same age. <laughs> but because she's like the sensible one between the two of us, uh-huh. I just absolutely love her and want to hug her every day. I can't do her right now because Auntie Koro is around. Yes. But yeah, Kes, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. You have no idea. I'm like the biggest fan ever. I've been waiting Thank for it you. for so long and it's finally Thank you. Here. Thank you. And I am here. Right, so awesome. <laughs> the other guest is the voice you heard before. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to introduce him because who am I? Hello, listeners. My name is Cyril, and along with Donald, I run GCR. So that general, yeah. I'm here to review AJ's performance. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah guys, this is this is in performance uh, review. Hi. Yes. <laughs> if this uh, episode doesn't pop and you guys don't listen, the podcast is getting cut. So you better listen. Okay. Share and follow and subscribe. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, both of you have studied abroad, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say unfortunately. Really? Wow. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, you guys know that I, 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 I'm from the abroad. I'm the bogger, the one and only bogger. Yes. Um, when I was younger, I moved to Ghana for about two years. I think when I was about eight, and I came to primary school here. I went to Achimota Prep. Brap, brap. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Wow, <laughs> no fans. Okay. I mean, those APS for hey, from. Look, <laughs> I was, see, well, I was your neighbor. Okay. No, you are here APS kids, Why? the high school kids. When we got to secondary school, I went to Motown, right? Uh-huh. When I got to secondary school, they were all like, oh yeah, Motown. We've passed here before. We know what this building is. Yeah. Like, we can't board now. Right. It's no big deal. Right. You know, screw all of you. Ask all of you. Because we we are, we are the real shutters in the Achimota oh. there. But anyway, so I came to Ghana, came for two years. Um, then I went back to Germany and then I left Germany and then I continued my education in England. So I've been around the block a little bit, but I feel like that experience is very different from what it is like to pretty much grow up in Ghana and then go and study, you know, maybe in higher education abroad. So let's start with Kes. When was it, so like, when was the decision made? Like, how did you, how did your, you and your family come to the decision that, oh, Kes is going to go to school in Abuchi? <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Right. So, in high school, mm-hmm. there was this club, AFS. Mm-hmm. I forget what it stands for. What high school did you go to? Service. The high school. Nah, that's, that's it. Be, that's be, that's, that's be. it. That's you, all I beg wow. you. Wow. I beg you. Let's move hey, on. Okay. Yo, we've heard. I went to Motown. <laughs> <laughs> Please went to Gabe. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it's family up in here. <laughs> okay, went to Gabe, I went to Wesley Girls High School. Oh, ah, that explains everything. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but anyways, there was this um, club AFS American mm-hmm. Field Service, and basically you um, you can oh, do an that's exchange. That's what he meant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Society. I forget what it's called. But anyways, so I did an exchange year after, right after school. We had a gap year before. So you did an exchange year where? In the States. In the States, okay. Yes. So I wasn't very interested, but my parents said, it's a good deal. I'm like, why am I going to stay with some random family I don't know and right. do what? Go mm. to high school again. <laughs> I'm done. Right. But anyways, so I did it and I quite liked it. Mm. I saw Sarah Brochard here. It's nice. <laughs> and the roads are tad. Fall fashion, no. Fall fashion, no. You get to wear jumpers. Charlie, I miss scarves, man. <laughs> Any kambu. And boots. Hey, with socks. Romani, <laughs> you can still wear the boots, but you won't wear the socks, so. <laughs> but then okay. I wrote SAT. I started mm. applying to schools and stuff like that. And then came back to Ghana. Mm. Went to Legon for a semester. And then went back to Okay, what did you school. What did you study at Legon? Physical science. The and worst w- subject ever. Ask Como. Wow. Hi, Como. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, and did you? So did you decide to do like a similar um, subject going? Or? No, because I initially wanted to do biology, so okay. that's what I ended up doing in the states. Okay, so for you, it was a thing where like you'd already done like um, some time abroad. And then you came, and then that kind of got you interested yes. in going back there. So you yeah. actually started in Ghana, and then decided Moved to go. There. Okay, Cyril. Yeah. What about you? I feel like you, your parents probably just wanted to get rid of you. <laughs> like, you know tell me I'm lying. Tell, you know, tell me I'm lying. <laughs> you know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in that hindsight, as you look back and analyze this, <laughs> right. that might have been it. Right. <laughs> no, but my experience was slightly different from Kes. Um, mm. So my family is pretty good with. Um, as having conversations about what you want to do, people's strength and all of that. Mm, that I be things. Not that I be things, but so one thing after high school, senior high, SS, mm. my parents and I say family as well because I have older siblings. Mm. They kind of had a better gauge of what my interests were. Okay. And they felt like, yo, this might be an opportunity worthwhile for you. So mm-hmm. here's the deal: write your SATs. Mm-hmm. If you do, well, you're able to like get good enough scholarship, you go to college outside and. You know, so your boy get head, so. Okay. <laughs> Just like that, you know. Just like that. I love it. I love it. Um, I think the reason, one of the reasons why I decided to do this um, subject on the Bogger podcast is because a lot of experiences are different when it comes to like moving abroad in general, but then also moving abroad to study. And so I think the next thing I want to talk about is what was the actual process like? So you've now decided that, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to Abuche to go to school, etc., etc. Cyril had his little family meeting with his mommy and his daddy. He probably wore a tie and suits <laughs> just oh, nah. to, and did a 10-point presentation to I show know, that, right? I'm sure yes, I'm, I am responsible enough to go abroad. Because well, probably I know the reverse, like this is why you need to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> right but then okay so once that decision has been made what was the process because for me again I I I like they moved me to Ghana when I was a little kid and that wasn't really like a conversation to be had with my mom because at the time she was working on like her immigration status and it was just very hard to like find childcare or raise me if she's like working 16, 18 hours a day. Mm. And so at the time I was actually living with um, a German foster family during the week. They then decided that since my mom works so much, she should relinquish her, her, her maternal rights oh. and they want to adopt me. And my mother was like, fuck that shit. Never. You are not taking my child. So I remember, no, there was a little bit of a conversation. My mom sat me down and she was like, oh. How old were you by this time? I was, when the conversation happened, I was like maybe seven and a half. Damn, that's heavy. But then, yeah, my mom, my mom, like me and my mom have our issues, but she, she, when I was young, she did make an effort to kind of like explain things to me. So she was like, um, you know, you know what's been going on. You know, your, you know, white family has been thinking about adopting you. I don't want that. Do you want that? And I said, no, mama. Um, and then she was like, okay, so then in that case, so then she was like, okay, in that case, we need to find a different way. And so, will you be okay if I send you to Ghana for a while? And I was like, bitch, yes. Like, my entire family was in Ghana. Like, my older sister was here. My other half-siblings lived here. Um, and so she just basically shipped me off. I didn't have to go through, like, any visa stuff or anything like that. Because, obviously, I was go- coming from the Abu Tree to Ghana. They almost didn't let me go back. <laughs> because I had left the country for too long. Um, but that was it. Then I went back to Germany... Then it was time for me to move to England because when I went back to Germany, 
Um, I was supposed to start middle school, and in Germany, middle school has is like in three tiers. Mm. So there's like different institutions, and so there's like the bottom tier, then you're like the average one, and then there's the one for the smart people. Um, when I moved, because I just come from Ghana, they put me in like the middle one, like on a probational period, to and so exactly out, yeah. if I did well, they would promote me to the to higher the stage. One. Bitch, I was killing it. I was top of the class. Without fail, okay? Bobby Bogarton. I was, a sh- I was Shakisha, moi, okay? Don't get it twisted. But still, like, my teachers were hella racist. They were hella prejudiced against me. And so they never actually ended up promoting me to the higher level. And yet again, my mom was like, fuck that shit. Okay, I'm moving you to England. And you're going to go to continue your secondary school there and go to university there. That process was a little bit more difficult because um, I had to get a visa to move to England because I still wasn't a European citizen. Mm. I was born in Germany, but German for your fucking, okay? So when I was born, I didn't automatically get citizenship. I still didn't have citizenship when I was about 13 or 14. So my mom had to apply um, for a visa based on the fact that she was a citizen at that point. However... Me, I didn't hear any of it. Me, I didn't go in queue at the embassy. All I knew, I was in my house one day. My mom came with my passport and there was a new sticker inside. Yeah. Must That's, be nice. It, it, was, it was hella nice. So, you know, all this, I'm just saying, background story, I'm giving you guys because I want to know what it was like for you guys actually, you know, getting the visa, getting money together to get the ticket. How did you sort out actually getting into the university that you wanted to um, get into? So, Cyril, you go first this time. Student is an H1 visa, right? Wow. No. You, you don't even know. F1. 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 <laughs> it's been you a don't even know. It's been a minute. <laughs> so I, H is work, I think. H is work, sorry. Yeah. See, most recent. Yeah, Yankee Fool. Um, so I think the process of applying for an F1 visa, one, you need to have your school accept you. Yes. So you need to be accepted. So before anything, you need to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing that I sometimes hate because like you've gone through all this trouble to get accepted and then you might not even be able to go because the visa isn't ready yet. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, well, I did early decision. So I got to find out I was accepted a bit early, like a couple what, what, what's, what's that? Explain. How if I remember correctly, early decision is when you indicate your interest in a school. Okay. And but the catch is, if you do early decision for a school, mm. you can't do for another school. Right. So okay. you're kind of like hedging your bets with them. Okay. And other schools might find it, they might take offense that you haven't early decision them. Okay. So it's a risk. Okay. Like it's a game. It's like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you're looking at them. They're looking at you, kind mm. of thing. Um, but I did get into my preferred school. Okay. And then we worked out scholarship. Okay. And then I now had to prove that I could support myself for the remaining four years. Okay. Plus work steady. Did you get the scholarship? I did, yeah. Hey, smart people. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I had to prove Try that. Try and be humble, I, small. Okay. I had to <laughs> prove that I could support myself. Uh-huh. For the rem- like, How did you do that? So this is when my parents came in. So you <laughs> had to show like bank okay. statements, all yeah. of that. Okay. Hey, you got so, money. So going for the visa, basically my acceptance letter. So is your daddy single? Well, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Last I spoke <laughs> to him, he and my mom were still together. So oh, okay. Too let's bad. Keep it that way. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bomber like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. He's past his days. <laughs> the bomber plane is in, is in the hangar. Right. Retired. He spent it all on you. Eh? Hey. He's okay. Let's but, continue. Uh-huh. So basically had all my documents or had all my papers right. and then I go into a meeting okay. and then you have an interview with a visa right. person. What was that like? Because I've never, I've never experienced an interview. I don't know what that's that like. That shit is crazy because so the SATs usually I think now there are lots of like SAT class people mm-hmm. like grouped together. Also, sorry not to cut you off but how old were you at the time? Oh shit man. I don't know. Like 12, 13. Like, at the SS, how old were we? 
like um 18 18 17 okay, 18. That. okay so 18. at 18 yeah. or 17 you went by yourself into yeah. this interview you didn't allow your parents to come no with no it's just you, you. Okay, cool. it's just you and i think um the u.s embassy has like mm. an educational section oh, okay so i didn't i didn't go for the sat classes like people go ask like they go for class and they study i did okay. that by myself i had a okay. friend who had the books so i studied with myself but then throughout the visa process i went in mm. for some information basically mm. you just go read up present yourself and argue your case <laughs> okay which it still sounds ambiguous because you really quite don't quite know why they deny people exactly and that's why i was asking you how old you were because i feel like at that age you haven't figured out anything about your oh, yeah, life you don't, you don't know fuck shit okay so to now have to go into this place and kind of like as you say defend your case must be nerve-wracking for some people i guess maybe for people like us and a certain privilege that we have maybe it's not as big a deal it's not a life and death thing okay but i'm just thinking of people you know who are that young and for them literally going abroad to study might be the thing that changes their life yeah, yeah. and at 17 i feel like that's a lot of pressure yeah to have to go for an interview what's yours different case um yes in terms of the school application and stuff like that so i went through an agency oh, okay. so okay. there's a list of schools that they deal with because mm-hmm. they give good scholarships to international students mm-hmm. so i went through that and then i you got a scholarship too yeah hey. that's that's, that's the only way 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 that's because it's everybody that gets scholarship yeah. and you do have to repay your loans and I think the interest yeah. rate is a bit higher as well. It is, it is, it is very Most internationals get scholarships yeah, it's yeah. True. or, or it's have true. to pay outright yeah. so they yeah. never have yeah. any um, loans. Yeah, so you went through this agency. So what, what was that process like? So they help you with your, um, what's it called? What's, what's that? Yeah, the application. So the letter, your personal statement or oh, whatever yeah, that. it is, all of that, the medicals, they help you through it. So you pay them a fee and then you do all that. Okay. I know it wasn't really important but... My mm. It was important. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, yeah. so throughout this, because you guys are talking about these things like very matter of factly. Like, what was, what was it actually like? Like going through that process. What were you thinking? Like, were you like excited? Oh my god, maybe a Or like, were you like anxious about the fact that oh, is this gonna work out? Like, what did it actually feel I was like? Definitely excited because I was okay. going back. I was getting to go. Right. Okay. Yes. Hey, yeah. So I was, <laughs> guess when the one was like, I belong here. <laughs> Like, yes. this, is, this, yeah. is my home. Yeah. this is where I'm from. Kes arrived at LAX and was yeah. like, shit, I'm coming back here. I was actually in California for the first time. Okay. I really wanted to go back, but it's too expensive right, and right. all of that. So I ended yeah. up being in. Yeah, zero. Yeah. Like, I know you, you are there. I don't give a shit and I don't care kind of person. But sure, you must have been feeling something. So it's wild because when I was writing the SATs, I was taking it with a good friend and mm-hmm. neighbor, Perez. Right. So like we did, but he ended up going to England. Uh-huh. So in terms of excitement, like, it was like, yo, what if this happens? It would be pretty cool, like all of us in the US and we had other right. friends. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was definitely excitement about that. Mm-hmm. But I want to say it was matter of factly, but if it happened, it happened. That was kind of like my attitude towards yeah. it. Yeah. But I did not I did not, not think it would happen, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yes. privilege Not privilege. No, I feel like to an extent it is, so well, let's be is, real. Because no, you kind of have to want it hard. I put so in the work, so I thought I was good. That's why I went to, um, what's it called, Legon. It was like, okay, okay so if 
it doesn't happen, happen then, then at least, at least I'm I can continue school. this but at the same time like I know I'm going to go so I was like okay I'm studying but I'm not studying right okay I'll go to class but I won't go okay <laughs> I'll learn but I won't learn wow <laughs> wow did you did you ever feel like you were going to miss your friends or was that not really a thing like, that was why she was leaving was like you trash bitches I'm going to America fuck all of y'all no I mean that friend that that was also a factor like I mean um, it's like I had I had create I had gotten some new friends okay. when I had gone to um, Legon and it's yeah. just like okay guys now I'm leaving I'm gonna miss you guys yeah. and then Psych. I'm very bad at keeping in touch with people so right then, yeah yeah I can imagine that there goes that wow like <laughs> this is really interesting it's very I guess it's very different for, for a lot of people how they go through these things and I'm just really glad I have you guys to like discuss these things because I don't like I literally am clueless about these kind of things and I think it's important for you know our counterparts that live in like England and America and whatever to also understand like the troubles that we go through yeah. to actually come and you know study abroad or move abroad or whatever it may be so we're gonna go on a little break right about now but we'll be back bang bang Fellow Ghanaians, good evening. I've come to your homes once again, as promised, on the matter which continues to grip not only the attention of the nation, but also of the entire world, the coronavirus pandemic. We can defeat this virus if we all commit ourselves to respecting all the measures that have been outlined, I assure you that we know what to do to bring back our economy back to life. What we do not know is how to bring people back to life. I'm confident the Ghanaians will comply with them. Mr. Emu, in Simamake, a bad boy. Me pan your fire. Sanini me wee. Ye fan your boar modding. Me ye yellow. You modrumo. A bow wawafan. May God bless us all. And our homeland Ghana. And make her great and strong. Okay, so guys, visas bagged. Tickets booked. Hey. Acceptance letter. Brand new suitcase, no? Hey. <laughs> For real. You know this. You know, you get to your new school and what happens? Like, what was it like? Not going to oh, lie. Days. For me, when I moved from um, Germany to England, <laughs> it was a bit of a culture shock because, like, I was trying to do the small slangings that I learned in Ghana before <laughs> I went back and it just wasn't hitting. That shit was not hitting. On the plus side, I was finally in a place where, like, black boys liked me. So I feel like I need to thank moving to England for initiating me into the whole life because if I stayed in Germany, I would have been stuck with like a semi-racist white boy who is kind of like considering me because my face is nice. Yes. But then England kind of like opened me up to a lot of, you know, um, you know, multicultural communities and all that kind of stuff um, in Europe because obviously I had experienced it in Ghana, but in Europe it was new for me. How was like moving... How was like the first week for you, Kes? Um, because again, it wasn't my first time in the states. Mm -hmm. I let them know. Chale, <laughs> chale, bomba, shata bakupe. No, I I can go back to my first time in the states. Uh huh. Yeah, and yeah, sure. Say, mm -hmm. I I was in school. It was so weird. I'd woken up to say, "Let's go for brunch." Like, what do you want to eat? And right. Like, 
French toast. What I knew was French toast. Okay. And what they brought. In fact, those times, French toast, my mom used to call it egg bread. So then <laughs> we make egg bread in house right. and then now we're like, I want French toast. But, but then that was like my thing. Everywhere I went to, I would choose, French I'll toast. take French toast. Wow. Because it was really okay. good. But then, you know, portions were really big. I remember asking for a small drink and then they bring me like a huge cup of like, yeah, like American small. Like, yeah. this is small. I'm like, what about like, like, like your classmates? Like, did you, were you able to mesh well with them? Was, was there mm. any drama? Drama. <laughs> yes, drama? Never. Wow. Are no, you it's sure? just a bunch of questions. It was always okay. that you are the African kid, you know? Right. But then it's like a bunch of questions. Oh my God, how did you get here? Oh my right. God, do you guys wear clothes? Oh my gosh, right. you guys have pets lie on set. You know, all that, those questions that you wouldn't think that yeah. we hear people, How did that make you um, feel? Because I'm assuming you had never experienced those kind of questions no. before. Because to you, it's normal. It's normal. Like, so I how did that, how did that, how, how, me, what was your reaction to this? House? I, w- I was just very surprised. It was quite annoying. But then it's right. like, you know, you have to be calm and just kind of answer whatever question. Why did you feel like you had to be calm? Or is it just your personality that you're just a laid back person? Or did you no. feel like you didn't want to be that girl that like made a No, fuss? for me, it's because at that time, mm. for those questions was when I was an exchange student. Mm-hmm. So then at that time, it's like you are... It's part of the process. Like yes. Expected right. to okay. Yes. Share. Okay. You have to protect Cultural the Cultural exchange. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. So, so then they, they already tell you that people are going to ask you all of these okay. questions. And so be prepared for it and all of that. Okay. So, so you were kind of like already initiated were, yes, and prepared for all of that. It, so did yeah. you did you get those questions again when you went back later on? Because um, I'm assuming you I, were in a different school. Because yes, at this point you're in university, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Some questions, bit. but not as much as before. Not as much. Yes. Okay. But yeah, we still get questions. People were your classes like multicultural or was it mostly like white? What what uni did you go to? What college? Sorry, America. Uh, Missouri Valley College. Okay. Um, was it like very small town? So predominantly white. Yes. Okay. So how 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 did that? Did I say? But we have a lot of international students, right, so then okay. that really worked out well okay. for us in our school. Okay. So people they were they were nice. They were mm. open to us and all of that. I mean. Black people still come and say, them Africans. Y'all are not yeah. black. Y'all are Africans. Yeah. We are not the same. Until they need something, like, oh, let's go you. stick together. There is that conflict, Like, isn't oh, it? really? Now I'm black like you? Yeah. But hey. Um, I do kind of, like, get that because I feel like at unis in um, England, there still is a little bit of a divide because, like, we have the ACS, which is the African Caribbean um, Society, mm. and they're pretty much in every single uh, university. And it's kind of like deemed the black society. However, I find that African international students don't tend to join ACS. They tend to join like the International Student Society or yeah. if their university happens to have a specific Ghanaian society or Nigerian society, they join that rather yeah. than the ACS because I feel like maybe there's a, there is that culture shock because other kids that tend to be in ACS are the arbitrary children. Yeah. Uh, you know, the ones that and we're yeah. too loud yeah. and we're too out there kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, Cyril, yes, how's yeah. it for you? Um, well, I guess two things. For some weird reason, I still don't know why I made the decision, <laughs> but I was very determined not to lose my Ghanaian accent, if that made any sense. Wow, okay. So I was very mindful of that. I don't know, when you're talking about accent earlier, I just remembered right. that. So I made it a point to keep my accent, whatever. Okay. I think I did a good <laughs> job of it. Uh, my first <laughs> week, International Kids came a week early. Okay. So we had like a week to mingle mm. and it was amazing. Like I made some really good friends. It was right. Krista, Pav. Like 
we hung out for a whole week and then everybody else showed okay. up. Okay. Mm. So what I really want to know is your first whole story because I know my first what whole hey. story <laughs> because I know hey. you went to America for the girl. Hey. Yeah. You and I both know this. So I don't know why you're flexing. Hey. Try to tell me about international massa. It's happened like, organically. Wow. <laughs> he used a Ghanaian accent to get wow. the girl. Oh, is that well. what it is? Tell I me will, about I it. I would say though. I'm not. I'm not quite proud of it, but <laughs> okay. I did have that stereotypical African kid experience where you go to college mm-hmm. and then somehow you find yourself being the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Cyril was the college DJ. And Even I don't understand how, because if you sit in his car, you bore the music no, he will play. You bore. no, that's because that's me listening. But I, I think my year you could ask like, yo, shout out to Paula, man. Like, remember, do you guys have a high V? It was like a Walmart a store. He's Yo, talking to Kes, by the way, not me. Uh, <laughs> you guys had Hawkeye, right? The vodka. I wouldn't remember. I remember absolutely. Okay, something. so Ev- Hawkeye and Everclear are like 18% proof. Right. Vodka and it's in plastic. So basically, and it's yeah, equivalent to the cheap, English like Ray and Nephews. Yeah, it's nasty. Right. The but like, it's, cheap. Cheap. it's cheap as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So we used to buy these huge plastic tubs. Okay. Then we'll buy uh, like oh Kool-Aid. I can actually then we mix jungle, jungle juice. juice. <laughs> then we mix wow. that in. And then you send a message to everyone like, yo, party on this floor. Oh, Jesus this common Christ. room. Then we hook Jesus up speakers. Christ. Then yo, international <laughs> kids. So we legit we legit have parties. And my school was weird in that we're outside the town. Okay. So the administration turned a blind eye to the parties we threw because they encourage us to have fun so we right. don't go into, into town. town. Okay. So we have parties where like the school unofficially bought beer and alcohol for us. Interesting. But we you see waywardness. But you have to Lego, be now you see your mates. <laughs> so like, it was pretty fun. Like, we got to like have fun in town. So Central University, are you seeing your mates? <laughs> so it was I should cool. see. It was pretty cool. Are you seeing your mates? Please buy beer and wine. But for as your we all know, students. I spread the word of God. There was no <coughs> fornicating. Zero. Of course. Zero. It's straight and narrow. Zero. The old me is gone. A man and cano crab. Because if women were honest, Cyril would have at least one baby mama. <laughs> at this point because I'm very <laughs> sure I was smart I was, I was, I you was smart, smart and protective. You were careful? Yeah. Very good. We like, that's, that's what we like also, to hear. I was a very... I was responsible and I was also faithful. So, I didn't play around. I didn't? No, didn't you? No, I didn't. Didn't you? No. You just had a girl for like three months. Was, but did you, did you, have, like, another, did you have like a separate three. girlfriend in Ghana that you left behind? Oh, no. Because I love... I love <laughs> the when, dead and gone. I, <laughs> I love when Ghana boys do that. Like, they go off to school, they leave their girlfriend in Ghana, then they have another one at school. Yeah. Then when they come back for the holidays, then it's like, they have exactly... Now, Donald is behind me agreeing because that's what he used to do. No, I mean, but <laughs> it would, it's Donald who would have multiple girlfriends. But I mean, I wasn't well, like Donald, that. Donald, yeah. Donald, yeah. Some of us, we're focused on our books, you see. Hey, because of what so we didn't have we went on that wavelength indeed <laughs> indeed alright guys it has been an amazing episode we've talked about everything we've talked about you know the decision how we get to the point where we decide we should, we should answer like did we was it worth it right actually yeah was it worth it I would say yes what, what, what um, do you think your life would be different if you had gone to uni, continued uni here um, yeah definitely definitely would have been different what about you Cyril yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to share one story, I think, I don't know if Donald caught on, when I got back, there was like three or four months mm. where I was just trying to like, in terms of frequency, okay. like tune back in. Okay. And especially yeah. for guys like Pigeon, I swear to God, <laughs> it's like you guys all decide to update the 
vocabulary. <laughs> Pigeon evolves. No, because every two to three business days, no, like, I tell you. So it's weird because like I was stuck in like Motown. SS yeah, and then yes, yeah, that was that was banging like, when you came back. Tana I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what does this all yeah. mean?" Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But meeting yeah. people, learning new, yeah. um, it also gives you some sort of open-mindedness. Okay, to things that in Ghana we're just like you know. Do you think that it's actually improved you like professionally as well? Yes. Because I know that personally, we all know that you're obviously experiencing new things and all that stuff has improved us. But professionally, do you think that um, having that abroad degree has made a difference to oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely? Yeah, definitely, yes. Yeah. That question was yeah. even... <laughs> no, fuckers, we know this. We know this. No, but I think it's... In, but, I, I mean, go on, Kes. No, I was going to say, not to say that, Ghanaian, um, that the Ghanaian degree mm. doesn't hold or it's not yeah. as good as well. Because actually... When we go, like, when I went to school, things that people were learning, mm. it's like, we've already learned it. Okay. Like, we learned it in high school, yeah. and then you're now doing it in university. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Whereas if we were in Ghana, we would have been learning way, way more advanced. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, definitely, uh, I get that. Um, what's it called? Educational system here is not bad yeah. at all. Like, for Just me, I, I definitely think <laughs> moving to England, for, for what it's worth, like, England was crap to me for the most part, but I definitely think moving there for uni was a good decision on my mother's part. Mm. Um, I'm not sure I would have gotten a degree if I had stayed in Germany or if for any reason I had like stayed in Ghana because I know I'm wayward. I may not have ended up in uni if I'd come home earlier. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that was worth it. In terms of like the degree that I got, I'm not sure whether that theory of abouché degrees being higher still holds or maybe it's also because, again, I'm wayward and I have, like, an arts degree. So I have a creative writing and English degree. And mm. nobody gives, sh- gives a shit about that in this Accra here. Yes. So I'm pretty much having to, like, hustle and get experiences in the areas that I want. Despite the fact that I have um, a degree from abroad. So that all just goes to say that if you go to study abroad, I would say, one, I know we all want to do our heart's desires, but sometimes also consider the subject that you're doing if you're planning on moving back to Ghana because unfortunately Ghanaian employers aren't as open-minded with these things as of yet and also remember that your parents are potentially paying a lot of money if not in school fees just your maintenance and everything so it's it's a good idea to have a sit down and think about whether it's worth it going and going to study that particular topic yes it's been an amazing episode I love the conversations that we have had. I think it'll be very informative for people in Ghana and also in the abroad. Thank you, Kes, Thank for being you for here. Having me on, Cyril. <coughs> you. It's happened. It's happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happened. It's all right. I just want to give like a big, big shout out again to um, GCR, in particular, Donald. Because Cyril is already here. I don't care about Cyril. Yay, Donald. So, hey, Donald. <laughs> thank you for having me and hosting me and making my podcast happen. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you to Kwame Asante, who is my producer. My favorite guy when he's not... And soon to be your boyfriend's me. best friend. Uh, well, look, me, I've said Kwame, that. Pray hard. Look, Kwame, pray hard. We have seen what Kwame, the enemy wants. Kwame, I will find your friend. Pray hard. I will marry him and I will play at the wedding. You will see and you will shine. Kwame, I'm I you, tell you, this has been Nate. Peace out. We are on all streaming platforms, including Deezer now. Also go and follow us on IG and Twitter at The Bugger Pod. Peace out, A-Town. Out.
Gold Coast Report Production.